I can see the power of God move. Why? Because my faith doesn't rest in my gift or in my preparation or in my consecration or in my holiness or in my righteousness or in my ability or even in my faith. My faith, my faith rests in the one who is my happy thought, in the one that looks at me and loves me. Because I know that he's looking at them and loving them too. Hallelujah. Today with Catherine Ruinala. I believe the Holy Spirit is just moving so sovereignly. It's so exciting. We, we were having a, uh, a Zoom meeting with some of our monthly partners uh, this week. And I've been speaking a lot recently from Isaiah 22, 22, the key of David. And the key of David to me is an extraordinary concept. The idea, David's life is such an amazing study. When you look at him, David, he, he had this relationship with God that was developed in the bush, looking after the sheep when he was a teenager. And he maintained this relationship with God throughout his life through big failures, big sin. He never stopped going back to God and connecting with him on a personal level. As opposed to Saul, King Saul, who would connect to God through a prophet or through someone else. David had a personal heart connection. He was a worshiper. He was tender-hearted. He'd repent when he, when he recognized what, what he was doing. And he'd, he, was, he maintained this connection. He's the one who wrote in Psalm 27, 4, one thing I have desired, this shall I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on his beauty. It's the one who would write, God is for me, who can be against me? And he was able to say these things with a holy confidence that came from knowing who he was talking about. Not just knowing about him, but knowing him personally and intimately, this connection. And the scripture tells us that those who know their God will be strong and do great exploits. Hallelujah, our faithful Jesus. So as I was talking with these um, partners this week, one of them asked me about the story. Tell me about the guy, you know, that, that um, said, pick a number between 1 and 22. Do you think there's anything in this number 22? And I went, oh, I'd never thought about it. I'd never seen it before. If you don't know what the story is, I was wrestling in a, a meeting one night, um, wrestling with God while a friend was preaching and I was wrestling with God saying, God, it's not okay that they don't all get healed because you healed all who came to you and you said greater works than these shall they do. You're the same yesterday, today and forever. It should be normal that they all get healed. There was no sick among them when they were in the desert and you healed all who came to you. That should be happening now. And I was just wrestling with God. It's okay. God doesn't get mad about that. He actually likes it because holy dissatisfaction is designed to cause you to pivot to hope. Yeah. 
It's designed to cause you to move from one place to another place. He's stirring up the nest, like an eagle stirs up a nest. If you know what that looks like, that's, that's an, a mother eagle comes and flaps her wings and gets rid of all the lovely soft down and all the nice soft stuff in the nest so that the little eaglets start to have to, you know, get a little uncomfortable in the nest because the time is coming for them to begin to fly and become who they were made to be. And in the same way, holy dissatisfaction is a form of God stirring up your nest. If you're getting to the point where it's like, oh God, I gotta see, I gotta see notable miracles. I gotta see those things you've promised. That is not a bad thing. That is a glorious stirring up. Of the, of the eagle's nest designed to cause you to come to the next place where you start to realise, well, can't stay here. I can't stay where I've been. I can't just live in this place. I'm not going to live like this forever. I'm not going to live accepting this as the norm when I know that there is so much more. Hallelujah. But anyway, so after I was having this little wrestle with God in the meeting, I went out, I was in the US and I went out to the back car park and um, a guy just came up to me in the dark and said, pick a number between one and 22. And I was like, oh, uh, hello, um, who are you? Looking around for my friends <laughs> in the dark, thinking who on earth is this? I said, my name's Catherine, uh, who are you? He didn't shake my hand or anything. He just said, I'm Michael, pick a number between one and 22. I thought, okay, um, and I picked a number. And he said, I have a verse for you. And he healed them all. I went, do you know who I am? And I turned around to try and find my friends. And when I turned back, he was gone. He just disappeared. But I'd never thought about this, pick a number between 1 and 22. I believe the Lord was speaking to me this week and saying, within that 22-22, the key of David, in, within that whole realm of knowing God, the promise that they were all healed is available to you. Hallelujah. Daniel 11.32, but the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. That is, those that don't talk about him as somebody that is a religious, um, from a religious point of view of, of simply believing in the existence of God, but those who actually talk to him. No, it's not about having some great spiritual, um, incredible spiritual encounter. It's about simply having childlike faith that will talk to him like David did in the wilderness. That would have a conversation with God. Not thinking, if you're up there, I hope you hear me. But actually looking with an expectation to see. That as I talk to you. I'm not talking to someone I can't see and I don't know. That's the key of David. That faith that looks at him and knows, 
I know who I'm talking to. Doesn't have to be some wild prophetic experience, but it just simply needs to be eyes of faith that look to him and believe. Hallelujah. Wonderful Jesus. This is the verse I wanted to show you today. Genesis chapter 41, verse 15. This is Joseph, who, as we know, was sold as a slave by his jealous brothers, then did really well, had a great attitude, became the best slave ever, (laughs) and then got falsely accused and condemned and thrown in prison. Then interpreted a couple of dreams, told the guy that didn't die, hey, remember me, remember, tell somebody about me that I'm innocent, he forgot. But Joseph had a promise. The Bible tells us in the book of Psalms that the promise tested him and it entered into his soul like like the iron around his feet and his hands. The promise of God became like iron in his soul. And he held on. Where else are you going to go? He alone has the words of life. If you'll let, when you get that holy frustration, you can either let it cause you to pivot to despair or pivot to hope. And despair goes nowhere. Pity parties are never what they're made out to be. They never lead anywhere good. Even if you can get other people to feel sorry for you, it just doesn't cut it. But if instead you'll go, right, I'm going to let this become like iron in my soul. I know who my God is and I know what he's said and I know what I believe. Hallelujah. And then finally, the cupbearer remembers because Pharaoh has a dream no one can interpret and goes, oh, I forgot. Should have told you a couple of years ago. Uh, there was a, there's a guy in the prison. He interpreted my dream. It came true. And so Pharaoh calls up Joseph, and it's Joseph's big moment. I think that you'd feel a bit of pressure, wouldn't you? And Pharaoh brings him in, and he says to Joseph in verse 15, I had a dream, and no one can interpret it. But I've heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. I I think that feels like pressure. I have people come to our meetings. They they come absolutely desperate. They come from the hospital. They come from overseas. They come, for them, this is their last hope. Some of them come having had to get a special exemption to leave the hospital to come. And I tell you, when I know they're coming, the temptation to feel a bit of pressure is there. I remember when I first really started to see some notable miracles happening, um, we saw a a glorious healing with a a deaf ear open. And praise the Lord, I look around the room and I see deaf ears that have been opened. I see blind eyes that have been opened. I see incredible miracles, people who've had tumours disappear, people who've had impossibly... uh, 
uh, terminal illnesses healed. I see people who have had uh, viruses and diseases that cannot be humanly healed, healed, sitting in this room. Hallelujah. But I tell you that this first night, I I was feeling a lot of pressure and I I came home from the meeting because it was wild. After um, this lady who'd had no ear and no eardrum got her hearing back, everybody just released their faith. And it really was one of those sovereign moments where where it felt like everybody got healed. It, it, cataracts were disappearing, arthritic limbs were just uncurling, fingers, it was wild. And I, I, got, I went back to the pastor's house and I was walking up the stairs and I suddenly felt this pressure like, God, we've got another meeting tomorrow night. And I don't feel like I can do it. It's a lot of pressure. And I heard Catherine Coleman talking and she, I'd left my computer playing on shuffle. And there was a little heart-to-heart talk there and she was saying, every time I walk out onto the platform, I, I die a thousand deaths knowing that there's people there that for them this is their last hope. And I went, I hear you, sister. I understand. And she said, but I encourage myself that everything Jesus did as a man he did, he, he did on the earth, he did as a man, utterly dependent on the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit never let him down. And then she said, and the Holy Spirit will never let you down. The next night we saw another deaf ear open. The next meeting we saw another deaf ear open. And I tell you, this, this that, that um, Joseph was confronted with, is something that can be real for us, whether it be to pray for somebody else or whether it be to receive a miracle for ourselves. We can put pressure on ourselves. Like, I don't know if I've got enough faith. I don't know if I've done enough. I, I don't know if I've got some unbelief. I don't know if I've closed all the doors. I don't know. Oh, God. We can put all the pressure on ourselves. I don't know if I've fasted enough. I don't know if I've prayed enough. But here was Joseph's answer. He says, I cannot do it, Joseph replied to Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. Other versions say, it is not in me, but God will give you the answer you desire. And you see, all the pressure comes off when you realize it's not about you. That anything you do or don't do is irrelevant Who you are putting your faith in is what is relevant. Who you are looking to, to do the healing is what is relevant. And if those who know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. Those who in their weakness know their God shall be strong. Let the weak say, I am strong by the Spirit of God who reveals the Father, who reveals Jesus and shows to us the truth that He's looking at you and loving you all the time. In the middle of the night when you can't sleep, He's your happy thought. He's the one you can look to and go, I'm going to put my face on you. I'm going to put my eyes on you. You are my happy thought and you are His. Hallelujah.
I'm going to think about your eyes looking at me and loving me. Hallelujah. Out of that place, in your struggle, if you're struggling to get healed or you're struggling to release healing, I love it when I feel the virtue go out of me. I felt that in, a, in a, some of these people tonight. I could feel, I like, I know it's done. That's done. That's done. That's done. That's done. Hallelujah. Because I, I actually can feel the virtue going out of me. I love that. But on the times when you're not feeling it, on the times when you're not feeling like it's, it's I, I can feel it, I, I know I'm in a good space. The times you're caught off guard in your Ugg boots in, the, in coals. No makeup on. Doesn't happen very often to me anymore because I've been caught too many other times. <laughs> You don't look well. No, I just don't have any lipstick on. <laughs> In those times when you think, well, I haven't really prayed enough or I haven't, you know, I'm... I haven't, I haven't done a whole lot today that I feel like I'm in the place of being the woman of faith and power for the hour. I can see the power of God move. Why? Because my faith doesn't rest in my gift or in my preparation or in my consecration or in my holiness or in my righteousness or in my ability or even in my faith. My faith, my faith rests in the one who is my happy thought, in the one that looks at me and loves me. Because I know that he's looking at them and loving them too. Hallelujah. And I think Joseph also knew that God doesn't give an opportunity without also giving you what you need in that opportunity. I learned that lesson when I was first starting to prophesy. I had, had someone uh, pushing me out of my comfort zone. And I would feel like, oh, but I don't have anything. Oh, but I, oh, you know, I haven't got anything. Oh, oh. But go. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> you understand, I think. Oh. And I began to realize that the gift works by faith. Faith in the fact that God always has something to say to people. That God, all, God never gives an opportunity without also supplying what you need in that opportunity, giving you access to everything you need in whatever opportunity you're presented with. So if someone comes to you and says, can you pray for me? You don't have to go, can you come back tomorrow? You don't have to say, ah, can you just give me some time to sort of get myself in a better space? When you realize that you can't do it in your, on your best day. You can't do it on your most prepared day. You can't do it at the end of a 40-day fast. You can't do it after listening to a really good sermon. You can't do it no matter what you do. When you come to the place where you recognize that, but you also know, but God will do it. 
that I have access through the key of David, through this knowledge of him that is not a knowledge about him, but simply access to the mercy of God that I might be able to lift up my eyes and look at the one who loves me. God will do it. And I can have confidence that he will use me as a conduit right now to touch, to heal, to save, and to deliver because I know my God. Hallelujah. It takes all the pressure off. It also stops you from taking any glory. Psalm 57.2 says this, I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purposes for me. I love this verse. You're worrying, oh God, when am I going to see the miracles? When am I going to see the promise fulfilled? God, am I going to waste my life and come to the end of my life and not fulfill the promise that you, and see all the destiny? Does anybody keep themselves up at night thinking about these things? Oh, a few of you. I comfort myself with this verse. His consolations delight my soul. And this is one of these verses, Psalm 57 too. I cry to God who fulfills his purpose for me. I don't fulfill it for me. He fulfills it for me. It doesn't mean being passive, doing nothing and sitting back going, well, if God wants to heal me, he will. That's not what this is saying. Jesus healed all who came to him. Hallelujah. Joseph didn't say, sorry, Pharaoh, I'm out of here. Can't do it. God will do it for you. Let me know what happens. He knew that God was going to use him to do it. And he had himself ready and postured and positioned and open and ready to hear the, hear the dream because God was going to give it through him. You can have that confidence when you get your perspective right. When you realize it's all about the one who is looking at you and loving you, who has not changed his mind about you, who hasn't looked at you and weighed you up and judged whether or not you're worthy of being used or not. He will use the weak and foolish things of the world to confound the wise. He will use the one that repented of their sin five minutes ago to bring healing miracles. Hallelujah. And he'll use the one that, that, that is walking uh, spotless and clean. But because he's not looking for your track record, he's looking for your faith. And he's looking for your faith not to be misplaced in your own ability or your own qualification, but your faith in the one who looks at you with those soft eyes, with those eyes that are unfairly kind, those eyes that always help you recognize he's kinder than I feel like I deserve all the time, all the time. When you've been going down a track of worry and fear and anxiety, he doesn't come back and go, what are you thinking? What are you doing? He goes, oh, there you are. Hello, I love you. He doesn't smack you around and say, stupid idiot. You know better than that. 
He looks at you and loves you. That's who he is. And when you know that, <laughs> those who know that, those who know their God will be strong and do great exploits. Just want to read a couple of extra, uh, other scriptures for you and then we're going to pray. Isaiah 55, 11, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. He sent his word and healed them. He said, by his stripes, you are healed. Hallelujah. He sent that word out. It is powerful. It's out there. It's going and it's active and powerful now to heal you. All you have to do is say, yes, Lord, I receive it. Be it unto me according to your word. Hallelujah. When the angel came to Mary and said, you're going to conceive and give birth to the Messiah, she said, be it unto me according to your word. When God speaks, he waits for those. His word goes out. It's living, it's active, it's hovering. It's a tangible thing right now. It's out there. By my stripes, you are healed. Forget not all my benefits, who heals all your diseases. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. But as his word has gone out, it's gone out. It's just hovering waiting for someone to say, be it unto me according to your word. On earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. Why? Because he's given you the keys of this kingdom. All you have to do is say, hey, open up the door. Come on in. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit isn't a thing or a, an it or a force that we use. The Holy Spirit he is God, the Spirit of the Father, the Spirit of the Son who reveals the shining eyes. The Spirit of God who releases the voice of the Father that says, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. The voice of the Holy Spirit who reminds us of the words of Jesus. The power of the Holy Spirit is to reveal the Father and the Son to us so that we will see His face and in seeing His face, His perfect love casts out all fear and those who know their God will be strong. They'll do great exploits. They'll know that they are beloved, that they are forgiven, that they are the righteousness of God in Christ and the righteous are as bold as lions because they're not looking at themselves, they're looking at Him. Do you need a miracle? Let me pray with you. There's no distance in prayer. Put your hand on the part of your body that needs healing. Right now, in Jesus' name, I declare that the miracle power of God is touching them, healing them, because Jesus Christ paid the price for your miracle. Be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've received a miracle and the Lord's touched your body, please write to us and let us know. We love to celebrate with you. I love being with our monthly partners. We so appreciate 
your monthly partnership, which helps us develop content and get the airtime to see people find Jesus and get to know the good news of the gospel. We meet with our monthly partners in a mentoring session every month on Zoom. We have live discussions, question and answer times. We pray together and prophesy, talk about the latest thing the Lord's doing. I'd love for you to be a part of it. Join us today as a monthly partner. You can do that by going to the website. God bless you.